Welcome back to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Krebet, a Jets X Factor podcast, and it's therapy time once again, Wayne. Uh, the Jets fell in defeat uh, two straight games now where they weren't competitive. They were competitive all season, even in losses. Mike White just didn't look right to me. Um, but we'll start with the unfortunate situation in Buffalo uh, with the kid's safety, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, first of all, Wayne, how are you? And uh, what do you think about that situation? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Obviously, a, a, a tough thing to talk about. Um, I wasn't watching the game, and someone texted me, um, you know, kind of what was going on and just going on social media. Uh, initially seeing the clip of him standing up and then just, you know, collapsing. Uh, and then they're talking about, you know, admitted from CPR, you know, it's been five, 10 minutes. It's just like, wow, this is puts everything in perspective. Um, you know, NFL is a brotherhood, uh, you know, and you feel, you know, for his teammates. Um, but you realize how bad it was just looking at the looks on the faces of his teammates and, and the players on the other team, guys crying and being consoled to kind of see how serious it was. Um, I know, uh, you know, they revived him, put him on oxygen. I know he's sedated, uh, but in, in critical condition. So, you know, we just, you pray for the family, um, you know, his friends, his teammates, uh, and you hope he comes out of it. Um, and the thing about it is they used a lot of the time to talk about what a great teammate, great son, you know, great uh, human being he was. Um, so, uh, you know, our prayers are with him and his family and uh, just just hope for the best. Yeah, I've never, you know, watching football for as long as I have, I've never seen a situation like that. I mean, it reminded me for you hockey fans, old-time hockey fans in the 90s, late 90s, Chris Pronger uh, was blocking a shot and took a puck right to the chest where the heart would be, and he started skating away and then just collapsed, and, and the yeah. same scene unfolded. It, it wasn't as bad as this one, but it uh, – it was sort of the same scene where it was trauma to the chest. Yeah. I mean, there's situations where you know you can go into a game, you know, break something or sprain something or this and that, but not something like this you can't prepare for, um, you know, because it's never really happened. Uh, you know, this morning I'm texting my wife just saying, you know, now I know how you felt like, <clears throat> you know, waiting to see if you get up after I hear this and that, but you can never think something like this is even possible. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just like I said, thankful for the the support I had all the years. And I know it's not just Buffalo fans. It's it's everybody in, in, in the world. NFL fans, just, you know, just humanity, um, just uh, praying for the guy. And like I said, uh, hopefully we get better news every day uh, and that he's going to survive, uh, you know, and be all right. Yeah, it's um, it, the one good sign is I was reading an article. I forget who it was, but um, the ambulance waited. It, it wasn't a long wait, but they waited for his mom to get yeah. on the ambulance with him, yeah. which could be an indication that, it, you know, wasn't worst, worst case scenario. But yeah, hopefully good news comes through. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, I mean, you, you take that. I mean, the fact that the fact that they had to do CPR on them, we'll just let you know. I mean, just based on that, how, how bad it, it is, how bad it could be. Um, and I can't imagine, you know, waiting for the mom to go down there and what's going through her head and, 
you know, family members. So, uh, like I said, you know, our prayers are, are with them. Um, and like I said, hopefully, you know, every day we get better and better news. And, uh, and like I said, he'll be all right. Yeah. People in the comments are mentioning Higgins, you know, Higgins was the guy who, uh, put his shoulder pads down and he's the guy that hit him. Um, he released a statement, you know, of course he feels bad and yeah. he's rooting for, uh, Hamlin. Um, but yeah, good call out with Higgins. You know, if you're the receiver, you're not going to feel great about it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And you know, another thing is, uh, I know it took a while, uh, for the NFL to, you know, cancel the game or postpone the game, whatever it was. Uh, people are like, how can you expect these guys to play, um, through this, this, and that. And there was no way that the bills or the Bengals or those coaching staff, uh, was going to let that game go on. I know they had to do everything yeah. they knew to, uh, the NFL needed to do, uh, to make sure, but they made the right decision. Um, and, you know, like I said, if you're a teammate or a player, how can you even – they blow the whistle. How can you go out there and, and play and perform when your thoughts and everything everything on your mind is is with um, with tomorrow what he's going through? You know, at yeah. that point, football becomes not important. Like you say, you wake up today. I mean, obviously, this is a Jets show, but, um, you know, it's about the Jets. But you're thinking, all right, you know – there's worse things in the world right now than, uh, you know, the Jets, um, you know, not making the playoffs. Obviously, we're going to talk about it, and, you know, it's a tough year. But like I said, what's important right now, right now you know? Yeah, and I'm usually a play-through-everything type guy, but not this. I mean, yeah. no chance. You could not play. Right. Someone so, in the um, comments asks if Higgins could get arrested if he killed Hamlin. No. Why would you say that? Yeah, no, no chance. It, it's a – it's a sport and um, you know, these guys know the risks. Obviously that this is a rare situation. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, how many hits have you seen like that in the last 40, 50, 60 years? It's yeah. just like a fraction of the second fraction of it. I mean, just the odds of it, the fact that it's never really happened before just the odds of it are, you know, it's astronomical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thinking about that, it was a regular. He just ducked his head down, and in the shoulder pad, was it the helmet or the shoulder pad that got him in the chest? I, I don't know. I just, you know, the you know medics and first responders and the team physicians and trainers. I mean, just this what they did, um, you know, to bring him back. And I know uh, they're saying, why didn't they put get him out of there? I mean, they had to get him, you know, stable before uh, before they moved him. But how do they prepare for this? They can't. You know what I mean? There's things that happen, you know, and are bad, but no one, no one, there's no blueprint on how to deal with this and what to expect and what to feel. So uh, I hope this is, I hope I never see this again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts go out to him. Um, in terms of the Jets, where, I mean, you saw it on Sunday, they came out flat and, you know, I was asked, where's the urgency a few times? And I don't think it's a matter of urgency. It could be, but that first run with Kenneth Walker, it wasn't even about urgency. It was about overplaying things. You know, the D-line overplayed it. And yeah. he just cut back and, and, and he got around Lawson, the, the backside edge, and boom, they, they took off. So I think it was over-aggression that Seattle's offensive coordinator just went to school on the Jets' D. Yeah. And then Mike White just didn't look right to me. I yeah. I think he's banged up still. Well, I think 
you know, as the year went on, you know, coaches started to figure out some of the defensive tendencies. Yeah. You know, everybody watches films on everybody else on what works. Um, and I joked that, you know, I was just getting ready for the game to put it on and it was already seven, nothing. And I was like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and saw the first play was 60 yards, um, you know, and, and they'd be the, you know, I heard them saying themselves that they came out flat, you know, for what was at stake. Uh, it's, just, it's not a good time for that to happen, but, uh, you know, they have another game left. Um, you know, it was a successful year, a lot to build on. Um, so, you know, the defense is, is what it is. A lot of young talent getting sauce, one catch for three yards from Metcalf, the line, you know, so it's, it's, it's a bright future, but I know not a lot of people want to think about that right now. Yeah. The receivers did nothing and that's to be expected. I mean, they went to school in the middle of the field and, you know, I thought they should have done more with relying on Reed and sauce and flooding the middle of the field defensively. The way I describe this defense, it's, it's a vanilla concept. So it's conservative in the overall scheme, but each individual player is very aggressive. Like Quincy, Quan, the D lineman. So it's intensity and aggression one-on-one with individual players within a vanilla scheme, if that makes sense. It's got to be a tough feeling too. You know, part of the, defensive woes this last handful of weeks is they can't give up any points yes we're not scoring any points no touchdowns last yeah. corner so gotta be a bad feeling when you know there's not a lot of room for error and you just get off the field to grab a drink and sit down and we go three and out four and out continuously i mean that's just you know mentally and physically takes a strain on you uh, as far yeah. as Mark, mike white i mean what he had to do to get back on the field, he obviously wasn't right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're saying maybe he was, you know, 50, 60% right. And he tried his best, uh, whether he wanted Zach in there or Strivner or Flacco. Um, you know, that's the decision they made. I stand by Sal and the coaching staff that uh, they felt he gave the best chance to win. So I, I admire Mike White. Um, I don't think he should take any blame for it. Um, so, you know, I think uh, – like I said, there's a bright future there, but you know we try to focus on that. But right now we're we're disappointed as Jet fans. Uh, Jimmy from Seattle says, "I was at the game. Why do we not turn the ball over when the defense shows? Hey, why do we not? Oh, why do we not run the ball when the defense shows cover two, but we'll force feed it against a stacked box?" Mike White looked like he was hurt. Still, yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're asking why do they not? do more things. It basically comes down to doing more things at the line of scrimmage with the quarterback. And when you're shuffling quarterbacks all year, this is the other thing. Offensive linemen, they were hurt with the old line shuffling quarterbacks. They had for all intents and purposes, four different starting quarterbacks this year. You know, if you think about it with uh, Mike white coming in twice, um, it's not easy to do. They haven't had that consistency all year. So this is where we're at. You know, I did a, my podcast with Lavernius, and I said, I know what the problem is with the quarterbacks. And I said, it's Michael Floor. Uh, and, and I stand by that. Um, and I said, now, do you I say that with, I, do you say that in terms of concepts or development? Well, that's the thing. I'll get into that. It's just that, you know, it, it, you can't blame one person. Um, obviously the play calling, I said, it's, you know, predictable. It's not creative. 
Um, you know, it's easy to figure out our tendencies. We did have injuries. We had, you know, injuries on the line. Um, but yeah, some calls are questionable. I don't know why he makes them in certain situations. It's tough to have a rookie offensive coordinator, you know, with a, with a, a young quarterback. Um, you know, and I said, I think, you know, you know, I hate to say it, you know, I want to like say, call someone you know, the job, but I don't, I don't agree with him coming back. Um, with the system he has, um, you know, I'm not saying he can't be a good offense coordinator. He's a great young mind, uh, but it just didn't sync up with, with the uh, young quarterbacks we have. I agree. And here's the other thing too. It ties in with the overall scheme and concept that Sala envisions yeah. like with Zach, a lot of it was don't turn the ball over, play safe. We're a defensive team. And I think in today's game, you just can't be that conservative. You Not have anymore. to take what the defense gives you. And if, and if they're daring you to beat them over the top, you have to do that before you can get into your regular flow. And that's the stuff they don't do enough. Yeah. They were daring us to throw the ball. Oh, um, every team does. Yeah. They're daring us, you know, clog them to middle. Um, you know, but the thing is, you know, you've got Mike White um, out there playing hurt, doing all these things. The teammates love him. The fans love him. Coaches love him. And then you got Zach out there missing throws and not being accountable, but he has a winning record. Mm-hmm. And wins and losses are most important. So who do you want in there? You're more comfortable when the ball leaves Mike White's hand. All right. It, it might be a good play. You know, the, the you know error is not as uh, great. But when Zach rolls out, you're like, just throw it away or just get rid of it or just throw it. And it's – that uncomfortable as, as a fan and as a, t, you know, a receiver is tough, but he's one game. So, so what do you do? You, you can't, you got to go after a veteran guy, I think. Yeah, I, it is that time. It's, it hasn't been that time in a long season for the Jets, a veteran quarterback. Uh, and again, but again, the conservative attitude offensively as well, it is difficult to develop a quarterback that way. Yeah. It, like, can you imagine Andy Reid running this type of offense with Mahomes? Well, in his first two years, Holmes sat out a year. Yeah, he well, yeah, he sat out a year. But even then, the second year, third, could you imagine trying to develop a guy that way? It, it's just very difficult. It's it's you know, Coach Sal is a defensive coach. Um, they're saying we should bring in a, a you know offensive head coach. Well, <laughs> Coach Sal is the coach. Yeah, and I like that. He's the guy for the job. I love him being the coach of the Jets. I love he fits well in New York. Uh, Joe Douglas. You know, this is one bad thing, Zach Wilson, which, you know, still the jury's out on him. But the, most of his draft picks in this year, you get the offense rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year, what might have been the offense rookie of the year with Brees Hall. So, I mean, the pieces are there, but it's the quarterback. Like you said, can you continue to go through the draft with Darnold and Sanchez and, um, you know, Zach and, and whoever else? Or do you finally go out and get an established franchise quarterback that you're gonna have to pay 20, 30 million a year. Yeah, it's it's one of those rare times where I think it's the latter. I think it's the veteran quarterback. Yeah. Um, let's go some of these questions. Um yeah. Someone says being a fan of this team tears me apart. So sick of losing. Yes. I promise you that you know the fans are, um, uh, and players are and coaches are and, and the whole organization sick of it. Uh and I said, you know, we haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. And I said, I, I looked it up, you know, I played 11 years. My first two years were four and 28, which is, yeah, those are tough ones there. 
terrible. I apologize that I try to do my best in those years, but you know, I made the playoffs four times in those other nine years. I can't imagine maybe going the equivalent of that time and not making the playoffs. Yeah. So I understand, I understand what the fans are going through. Uh, days is ever better. Um, I know that they pay good money and, and a lot of them live and die with this team. Um, and I appreciate that. So I just hope they hang in there and we go into another off season. We don't have a high draft pick, which is the problem with winning enough and not making the playoffs. But uh, I understand what you're saying, Jet fans. But uh, we kind of got spoiled because we didn't expect much. Yes. And then we, you know, we had a chance. Yeah. Uh, and, and then AVT. I, I keep going back to AVT. AV, losing AVT and Brees that same game was such a crusher. Right. Um, what do we say? Uh, here we go. Right. You got yeah, one? I see the thing. Yeah, we talked about that. Corbett. Uh, Ryan Shazier and his thoughts, you know, having, you know, you know, on the, and um, yeah, that was a scary one too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like how, you know, it's not, it's just, it's just weird. Like you said, you see guys stay down and what happened to him is, 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 is terrible. And I'm glad he's walking down stuff like that. Yeah. And it's unexpected too. You don't expect no. that type of issue. Yeah. I was at the game, Dennis Bird. Um, yeah. Got paralyzed. Yeah. Um, again, something the medical staff did a tremendous job at, you know, for the Jets and, and the opposing team. Um, when Dennis Berg got paralyzed, um, again, like you said, how do you prepare no, uh, you don't. as a teammate, a family member, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like I said, it's just the more we talk about it, the more this is like, I can't believe I'm scrolling and refreshing just to get updates. Um, did you did you say you were at the bird game? No, I was just reading. Oh, the comment. Someone okay. said they were there. Um, gotcha. Compar comparable, you know. Look at this one. Um, Corbett, please tell how Parcells would tell you to not be fooled expect more i don't know now compare him to salah patting himself on the back i, I guess just compare parcells to salah a bit hmm. so, so if it's trauma to the chest why are athletes collapsing in multiple sports especially soccer yeah it's getting hit in 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 that perfect spot when your heart's beating a certain way and like i said man it just doesn't happen but you know that's the reason you know, the kids in, in football and, and in baseball, you know, with line drives are wearing in soccer when they're young now, they're wearing these chest plates. Um, like I said, it's it's scary. I mean, I got a kid that plays college college football and I yeah. got a you know, eleven year old that plays sports. Uh, it's your biggest fear that something like this can happen. Uh, and you take every precaution, but uh it, it did happen. Um and just say you're just grateful. Uh and I have gone through that, but someone is going through that right now. Some family uh, is going through that. And like you said, your prayers have to be with them. And that last commenter, look up Chris Pong, uh, Pronger, 1998. Same thing happened with him, puck hitting him in the chest. Trauma to the heart. Here, Paul Lefkowski, I'm a 40-year-old Jet fan. Some of my best memories are of number 80 giving everything he had for me and the rest of us fans every Sunday. Forever grateful to you and so glad you're healthy. Yeah, people ask me about my health. I have good days and bad days. Obviously, you know, I had 13 concussions that were documented. So I went through it. Um, and, and like I said, I thanked my wife. The night that the last game I got 
my concussion. Um, and then they got me in the locker room, you know. Uh, I remember they pulled my wife's car up uh, right by the locker room. And they had like a sheet up. And they got me in the car um, and sent me home. And it was just me, her, and my young son. And she was pregnant. And it was like, I, I, I today I was like, I understand like how, how scared you must have been. You know that I wasn't gonna wake up, or you know, or I was this, or how I was gonna be the next day. I'm like, I I apologize for ever putting you through that, um, and, and sp specifically that night. But they always joke like, you know, she hit her eyes like just to see if I was gonna get up. And I said, listen, I'll always get up. And I told the Jets trainers, I said, don't ever bring that card out for me. I'm getting off the field. But just being down for those couple minutes, you know, yeah. it's just a scary thing. Did you? Let me ask you this: Did you understand? back then as well but your competitive spirit just didn't allow you to or do you just is it completely different now in in terms of understanding what she went through no i mean it's weird i understood it but like just reading the tweet they're waiting to get her his mom and family down to the ambulance i was like i don't know i just felt the need to just tell her you know i appreciate you know i said obviously you take care of me more than I take care of you. But that day just kind of like comes back and thinking how scary it must have been. Um, just that whole day and the whole night and making it through the night to the next day. Um, like I said, I'm just, just thankful that she, she and my family were there for me. What was your quote? Uh, they retired you before you left the building? Yeah. yeah. I woke up the next day and, you know, I said, what happened? Saw the play. And I said, is that it? She said, you're, you're done. And I said, I don't have a choice. And She's like, no, nah, the doctors don't want to take be responsible for, you know, permanent brain damage. And that's it. And I never went back. Mm -hmm. I never went back to the complex. They boxed up my locker and mailed it to me. Um, and it took me a long time to kind of get back to where I, I wanted to be, you know, living a good life again. Let's go with this one, Jacob Finnegan. Wayne, can you talk about Braxton Berrios' struggles? Yeah, Um Obviously, we had a uh, bit greater expectations for him. Um, obviously, he did too. Uh, we just never had that big return this year. And I noticed a lot of punts was hitting the ground, getting down inside the five. Um, obviously, we're taught to stand on the 10, not go yeah. back. But seemed like ones were bouncing that haven't been pouncing in the past, and, you know, setting up a long field. Um, I don't think they used them enough in the offense. But yeah, he had some struggles. Um, but he's the kind of player that can bounce back. This, this one keeps popping up. Maybe Rogers, but that contract is not doable. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's uh, he's up there in years, but still one of the best. Some of his throws amaze me. Uh, another name thrown out there is Derek Carr. Yes, Obviously, that's the big one. He got benched. Um, young, still young, great arm, great football IQ. Be a lot less expensive. Um, so he's a name. Obviously, the biggest name is Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, would he fit in the system? Would he listen? Listen, Lamar Jackson is very unique player. Uh, I don't, you know, the closest thing to him was is Michael Vick. Um, so if you ever got a guy like that, you're going to pay him, but you're going to win. You're instantly a contender if you get a guy like that. Now, Zach played well on those few occasions when he was free to play loose, get out of the pocket, and do his thing. It seems like Lafleur wants to force him to play a certain way, and that doesn't work. 
it's a combination of a lot of things, I think. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that, you know, here's the thing. When pressure came, Mike White would kind of slide the pocket or step on the, up in the pocket yes. and, you know, take – this is why he's hurt because he stepped up in the pocket. He took the hit in the chest. He took the hit in the ribs uh, and made a play. Um, when they came on Zach, he just bailed. Yes. And a lot of times he tried to reverse field and take a 10, 12-yard sack uh, at an inopportune time where when he rolls out uh, away from pressure or they roll, you know, roll him out, you know, designed, I think that's when he make his best throws and best plays. So I would have got him out of the pocket more just to make him more comfortable. So uh, that's part of scheme and that's part of him just being comfortable out there. I, I agree. And when he scrambles and breaks the pocket, everything he's looking at downfield, it, it ends. He yeah. doesn't keep looking downfield until he gets out of the pocket. Like there's a yeah. moment there where he just stops. Think about it. I mean, you see what's going on and then you're running and you look, it could be a split second later and everything changes. Yeah, it's, and, um, I mean, look at Dayball with, with Daniel Jones. So coaching is a big deal too. development. Maybe they needed that veteran guy when Greg Knapp went down. That was a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, they brought in Kavanaugh for a little bit, seemed to work. They didn't bring him back this year. It's just a combination of a lot of things. Uh, you know, it, a lot of it falls on Zach as well because confidence, his emotions, it just it hasn't worked out so far. Here's another thing for, for you guys to understand. And it, it makes sense. When Zach rolls out, he, he's only he's only has to look at a third of the field, half the field. So he doesn't have to read many more guys. His, op, his options are right there. You know, when he steps back in the pocket, he's got the whole field, you know, and his check downs and his progression and all that stuff. That's why he has more success rolling out. Because there's less to read. I'm not saying he's not a bright quarterback. He, and he can he throw is. on the run. Um, it's just it's just a little easier when you're out of the pocket. You know, he's a shorter quarterback. He doesn't have a six for five, so, you know, guys in front of him. So uh, maybe they should have used him more like that. But I'm having a tough time thinking that the starting quarterback for next year's team is on the roster right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you have a strong opinion on what to do with Zach? Or is it still up in the air? Listen, you know, all year, most of the year, I defended him, um, and and you know, he's young this and that. But I'm seeing a lot of second year quarterbacks. You know, Trevor Lawrence step up uh, and improve and take the next step. Um, like I said, he's smart, he's talented. You know, fans don't like you know, is you know, kind of like entitled and like doesn't take himself accountable and stuff like that. But he was number two pick for a reason. Um, I think that he will be a, a good NFL quarterback, you know, and you look at Gino and Darnold, they've gone other yeah. places and succeeded. Uh, so I'm not sure if he's going to be there, but at some point, if he, if he finds the right you know, place for him, I think he'll do fine. Yeah. Rich DeBoe. That's a hockey name right there. DeBoe. That's the problem. He needs to learn to read the defense at some point. He panics. Yes, he does panic when he's looking at the rush. It's purely, you know, and, He's inaccurate, yes, but he's not – in terms of talent goes, he's not an inaccurate quarterback. It, it's everything that leads to it. It's his emotions. It's between the ears. Yeah. It, it's, he's not comfortable. Yes. He told everybody he lost confidence. And if you're a teammate or an offensive lineman you know, or a receiver, what does that make you feel when your quarterback says he's not confident out there? Yeah, and you see it too. Leader. You see it too. Like yeah. There's no way to not see it. 
John Hepburn, how about Frank Reich as an offensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. I love Frank Reich, and I've I've said it, you know, uh, you know, on on the you know on the TV and the radio, it's whatever it is. He he threw probably the nicest ball I ever caught. He did throw a nice ball. He really Listen, did. It hit your hand so soft. It was perfect spiral. I you know I played with some some really good quarterbacks and some bad ones, but it always stands out. The, the chance I had uh, to be out there with Frank Reich. Um, I think he did well with the Colts. Um, definitely. I don't know what he's doing, but he's definitely uh, would, would be one of my, uh, you know, favorite options to, uh, to be that. Yeah. I wonder if Salah and Reich know each other at all. That would be an interesting, good. Uh, I, I forget the commenter, but nice little suggestion there. Yeah. Um, like I said, I know Salah has a, a, you know, a relationship with, with LaFleur and, that's got to be a tough situation. Yes. Uh, and he came out and defended him uh, today, I saw. And, and I know, you know, um, not that I disagree with him, but I just, I, I feel the other way. I just, like I said, I don't know if it's going to work. Such a young coordinator with, with a young quarterback. And what if you have a veteran um, quarterback? Will it work then? Right. I, I'm not sure. And I they have a young sure. quarterbacks coach too uh, in Calabrese. Yeah, bring in a quarterback coach. Yeah, bring an advisor, you? you know. There needs to be – I think that's the number one thing. Whichever quarterback they go with, they have to have the right offensive leadership on the yeah. sideline. Quarterback leadership. Jacob Finnegan, Wayne, you're an effing animal. Don't forget that. Listen, <laughs> appreciate it. My my uh, play was part courage, part stupidity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I made people – I made myself believe I could do things – Maybe I couldn't, and I paid for that. But I promise you, Jeff fans, it, when people ask me if I would have played any different, I, I, I wouldn't have. Or maybe I would have gone out of bounds a couple times. But there wasn't going to be a receiver that dove at the defender's ankles. Um, you know, I ultimately paid for it. But look at the last play of my career, you know, third and five of that six, and it ended that way. Was it going to end any better way? Was I going to be a salary cap casualty? Was I going to get cut? Would I make too much money? If it was going to end, that's how it was going to end. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't regret it. Um, and if I played any different, I don't think I'd be doing this podcast with you and beginning comments and still seeing so many jerseys at the stadium. So, Jacob, I appreciate uh, the compliment and, and know I'm thankful. Get your final comments in, folks, before we wrap it up. Uh, visit JetX Mobile and Apple iTunes, give us a five-star review, jetsxfactor.com. Use discount code 80. Get yourself a free 8x10 autographed Wayne Corbett picture. Um, Got to mail some more out, actually. They're, you're going to have to send me more. They're, they're flying still, actually. Um, and uh, we'll do a meet and greet, too, to wrap up the season, maybe after the Super Bowl, uh, once the Super Bowl ends. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, we haven't done one of those, but, you know, to get more personal questions and interaction, you know, you know, I like doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just trying to see if there's any more. Uh, Wayne bleeds green. Is it true when you bleed, it's not red? It comes what out me? green? What, me? Yeah. I always put hashtag I bleed green. <laughs> I've bled a lot in my life. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I bleed. I bleed green forever. They're my jets. Um, I might disagree with some things, but I, you know, my trust is with, you know, Woody and Christopher and Joe Douglas and, and Coach Salah. There we know. go. Corbett, Robert McNair. 
You were never flat in a game. Always gave it your all the best. Yeah, man. I was playing for my life out there. I was playing for my family, my teammates, my friends. You know, when you got that kind of support behind you, you know, you feel like, you, you know, 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Uh, <laughs> Please compare Parcells and Salah. Before Wayne goes, I'll say this. I saw a um, audio recording from Parcells today. It was 1999. And I don't know if it was the preseason or before week one, but he was saying things that created urgency. He was kept saying, oh, man, that you guys think you're better than you are. You guys think you're better than you are. Parcells? Yes. Yep. And I think he was a master at that, just creating urgency uh, out of his players. Yeah. And fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fear too. Listen, every year at some point, he just cut a veteran. And, and we'd be like, what? Oh, man, like, we're not safe. You know, and you're like, when you play with that fear, it's not the worst thing in the world. And he just, he pushed the right buttons. He'd run through a wall for him. But then, you know, Coach Salah, I mean, he's got a huge heart. You know, the, the players respond to him. Great football knowledge. Um, it's kind of like different, like Coach Herm Edwards. Yes. Uh, you know, wasn't as, like, Parcells manipulated you and motivated you. But, like, Coach Edwards, he motivated you. Like, mm -hmm. the speeches he gave, the pregame speeches. Uh, he's very religious, but he didn't push it on you. Um, seeing out there, you know, lining up against receiver, the stuff like that. Everybody has their different way of leading. Uh, coach Sal is a great football mind. Like I said, I'm happy he's our coach. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he's the right guy to lead us to a championship one day. Yeah. And like perfect example, if a receiver is showing up the quarterback, going crazy like Garrett Wilson did a couple times, Parcells may grab his face mask and scream at him. Whereas Salah may do it behind the scenes, you know, as long as it doesn't continue to happen, it works. Every, every coach is different. Every coach I've ever had at any level, no, not, not many, many are the same. Um, and the players respond to coach Salah and that's all you can ask for. We'll wrap it up on this one. Debo again, my favorite hockey name, Robbie and Wayne, Mike white has a huge game. If he has a huge game in Miami, do they consider him as QB one? Or has that passed no matter what, and you bring someone else in? I don't know. I don't know what what, what he needs to do uh, at this point. Um, like you said, uh, all options are open yeah. going into the offseason, going into the next year. You know, I you know, I want everybody to succeed. Uh, if it's going to happen in New York, I don't know. But Mike White's talented. Zach Wilson's talented, obviously. Uh, so if it's not here, like I said, I think they're going to have good careers other places. But um, like I said, I just want what's best for the team uh, to give them the best chance to win. Yeah, I like Mike White, but it's too small a sample size. Yeah, you can't go in, you know, anointing him as the QB one. You got to have someone else. So to wrap it up again, you know, prayers with uh, prayers with Demar, um, you know, and, and his family, friends, and everybody. Um, hope everybody had a happy New Year. Uh, look out for the, uh, like I said, the fan q and I think people will like that. And uh, let's get a win this uh, this week coming up and on a good note. Yep. Yeah, you could spoil the Finn season here, you know. Nothing so, better than that, man. Hey, Nothing better than that. Small consolation, but it would be great. Exactly. All right, guys. Wayne, until next time, we'll catch you later. Yeah.